uncensored <laughs> with be easy yeah, yeah yeah exactly you guys have the this isn't live right yep yeah Sorry, perfect so we, not live yet yeah no actually it, it is it live. actually is live already oh caught yeah that, good caught that perfect the good news I is sawyer it's a uh, turn record off on my phone it's now. uh it's too yeah. bad you uh took all that cardboard to the recycling so i'm gonna need that box for the things at my desk <laughs> yeah that's hr is <laughs> i just texted them oh good thank you they're actually on their way down man. we're so. on a list i guess is what you'd call it we're on, yeah. a, we're on a short list we're on a watch list yep all right cal you want to bring us in yeah let's do it Welcome to another episode of Midwest Flyways Uncensored. As always, the main crew, Joey, Cal, and Connor. And today we are actually at Vortex headquarters doing our podcast. We're here with Sawyer Brielle and Mark Boardman. Nailed it. What's up? Cool. <laughs> Got the names. There you I had go. to ask before we started the podcast because it's just like, I hate when people are like, oh, wait, hold on. I don't remember how to say this guy's last there name. Was a, there was a pause too and I got the side. I was like, nah, that's close enough, dude. Keep going. <laughs> Did I screw it up? That's pretty good. It's it's it should be easy, but it's really Brille. not an easy one. It's so not an br- easy one. Brielle, Brielle, be real, be, be yeah. That's be probably easy. what you get mostly. That's my street name. But be easy. <laughs> Your perfect rap, rapping no. name from high school. You nailed it, dude. Currently, actually, oh. yeah. I actually started rapping after high school. So. <laughs> that's dope. So that's yeah. your plan, like from here, right? Yeah, like, you're got, trying to get out of here. I got some tapes in the glove box. I totally <laughs> forgot to give you guys, but like twenty bucks, but. 20 bucks? That's a steal, I heard, though, for Be Real. It's art. Dope. Subjective. You can't, I love you that. can't put a price you on that. You can't put a price on that. No. no. Yeah, that's a masterpiece. Oh you're the God. you're the Jackson Pollock of rapping. <laughs> yes, I get No it. one really knows what he's doing, but we all love it. And you'll pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen the pay part yet, but... We'll it's get, coming, though, we'll man. Get, we'll get there. Yeah, everyone's been saying you're the best, so... It's coming. <laughs> Man, I'm going to call my mom right after this. Proved her wrong. Yep. And, you, so and you're going to say, Mom, I'm coming home with some good news because yeah. you still live at home? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yep. Got Perfect. a studio in the basement. Like, yeah. Pretty sick setup, dude. Oh, man. Everything's paying off. She's not, she doesn't control you anymore. Shoot music videos in the garage. It's so hard to move a waterbed, too. Like, why would I leave? <laughs> <laughs> Rent cars for the garage for a, for a day rental. <laughs> Doing the music vid, I love oh, it. Oh man, dude, that's awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for having us here, guys. It's uh, really cool to see the space. It's way bigger than I think we envisioned it being. Dude, what what's the size of the building? A hundred thousand yeah. square feet. Man, now More? you're asking the tough questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say uh, big to large. Got <laughs> yeah, big to large. Perhaps like, extra large. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like the goddamn size when you pull into the yes yeah the the address is one vortex drive so I was telling you that's one that's how four. we knew it was gonna be big one through four yeah because you got four for the it's a complex here. The range yep that's how you know you made it big when you <laughs> when you're at that street getting that street, street name sign level yeah like there's there are steps involved with getting that like for sure like yeah. growing yeah yeah getting big mostly I think mm-hmm. I mean we were talking about this earlier though like. We're super blessed with this facility, and and really, um, you know, I think our goal, like, it's amazing for us here, right? Because it's just like an awesome place to work. You've got, you know, all all the amenities you can need to do your job right. You've got the conservancy out back, but everything really circles back to the customer. So this allows us to do our jobs the best way we can, and also, you know, plan for growth to do our jobs better. But um, it really is just, I mean. 
it's it's funny. You look at it, and you're like, oh man, this is so amazing. But it really everything just points back to the customer. Well, yeah, and the hunting industry too is so small. Like I think one of the it seems big, but it it is like a tight knit community. And the biggest thing is when you're supporting a company by buying their product, you want to know the people. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's something we're huge on. Whether you're calling the customer service line, you have a question on social media, you, you write into the chat line on the website. Like we always want that human element. Like we want you to talk to someone. And like yeah. we talked about that when we were in the showroom. Like our consumer sales team, who are absolutely fantastic, they are right next to that showroom. Someone's out there looking at something, they will literally pop over there and answer the question just like they would if if you called in. Like it, it's yeah. it's fantastic. And the number for that is 1-800-HOTLINE-BLING, right? 1-800-4-VORTEX. It is very easy. <laughs> Not be real. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> glad you that's, asked. That's my celly. Yeah. I've got my private line. but I You won't. guys actually bought 8675309? We did. That's so crazy. <laughs> we have that, too. Yep. What? Yep. Uh, so, you two, what do you do here, and then what do you guys do in the outdoors mainly? Let's Let's start with that so we get to know a little bit more of, like, who you guys are. So, I mean, I guess I'll start. So, historically, I actually used to do a lot of the things that Sawyer does now, but uh, probably the last couple of years, you know, thank goodness we have a Sawyer, but uh, I've been focusing more on, like, our podcast, uh, content creation, and I think, you know, officially my title is Brand Ex- Experience Ma- Manager, which uh, I guess is even too much of a mouthful for me to say, but it's a little bit <laughs> ambiguous, but allows me some fluidity to kind of touch, you know, have a few different touch points with the company and, and work closely with Sawyer on, on all the stuff he does as well, so... Okay, and then if, as far as the outdoor outdoors go, what kind of got you started in that? Yeah, so I grew up in a hunting family, so I probably had the easiest path into hunting in the outdoors that you can have, probably a really traditional path. Um, you know, my dad and, and my grandfather, you know, I mean, they, you know, I mean, that's all we did was hunt and fish together, right? And my brother as well. So um, grew up in western Washington, hunted blacktails, Roosevelt elk, um, grouse, things like that, and kind of moved into um in the, you know, latter part of my time there, you know, waterfowl, upland birds, things like that, predators, coyotes, you know, a little bit of everything. Cool. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm the marketing communications manager. So working with all of our brand ambassadors, uh, PR, our paid marketing, so print, web banner, et cetera, working with the TV networks, uh, things like that. So lots of super fun stuff, super fluid. Like Mark says, we work super closely together. Like there's just so much overlap, which is always good because as you guys know, getting perspective, like the industry itself is small, but there's so many awesome content creators out there right now. And it's, it's just become a landscape where it's, it's not easy, but it's more accessible to, to film your hunt, to edit your hunt, to put it on YouTube. There's just less barriers there. So um, really interacting with a lot of those folks that, that reach out on a daily basis. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like, it's the beauty and the curse of the modern media landscape right now. Right. Like there really is, I mean, I guess, you know, there are probably still some, right. But there's the barriers to entry are like, you know, you used to have like, Oh, you either have print or a TV show or kind of that more traditional media. Right. And it's like, you know, like you guys, you guys have some extremely, um, you're extremely talented, right. You're experienced waterfowl guys. So man, you can like create a platform and develop it and grow um, and so there's a lot of people, I'd say, trying to do that. Um, and I think it's just, you know, sifting through and kind of finding those shining stars and, and those diamonds and, and sometimes even diamonds in the rough that you're like, nope, you guys got it, you know. But there's a lot out there to, to look at, that's for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Okay. And then, Sawyer, what did you, how did you get into the outdoors? Any, same traditional sense or what? Yeah. Like Mark, super lucky. Like I grew up fishing with my grandpa all summer. That's probably where I started. And then obviously the the rite of passage in Wisconsin, uh, deer hunting, turkey hunting. 
my grandma had a cabin right on the Mississippi by Wyalusing State Park. Uh, so we duck hunted there for the opener every year, which was pretty cool because it was always my birthday. You do much fly fishing? Huh. No, no, I don't. I don't. I, I went, God, what did I go two weeks ago? It's just something I've, I've never gotten into. I've always wanted to. That's kind of the curse of working here. Like, there's so many people <laughs> doing so many different things. Like, you got a guy that's going to Africa. You got a guy that's on his way to Alaska right now. You got a guy that's going out fly fishing after work. It's like, God, what do I pick? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's that's definitely been the difficult part. But, yeah, I would consider myself uh, <clears throat> just your average average dude. Like, I'm not a killer. I just love to do it. <laughs> I just love to do just, it. Just an average outdoorsman. Just an average outdoorsman. I like to support conservation and, and get involved with all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm nothing more than, than just your average dude. Dude, I'll tell you what, what will get you hooked on that fly fishing thing. Just uh, try and catch a muskie on a fly rod. I can't even it's catch so a weird. muskie without a fly rod. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That's Mus- the hard part, right? So you got to earn it. Like, but, so what, what does that make you? You got the fish at 10,000 casts, right? You know, yeah. And then like, so you're fly fishing, so you're going to have some false casting in there. Right. I mean, where are you at? Fish of like 1 million casts? Uh, it's probably like 50,000, for being honest. So my brother and my dad are like crazy into musky fly fishing. My brother was into fly fishing for trout first, and my dad too. But Right. Um, that's why they have the place on the Chippewa River. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Like, that's all they do. My dad is mostly retired now, and so I would bet you four days a week he's trying to catch a muskie on a fly rod. That's so fantastic. So he's man. like a nut job. Him. So he's like, he's a casting instructor, and then my brother ran a fly fishing program in Colorado. So they're like, together, it's scary. You know? So we'll they're go good. out. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> so we'll go out, and it's like, I won't catch anything, obviously, but... The last time I went out with him, my bro, did you just turn my mic completely on? I, I did, I did. Okay. I, I meant to do mine. Which okay. one am I in? <laughs> that was dope. That's that censorship. Wasn't, yeah, it was wow. not. It, it was like, boring. Oh, he's huh? talking about musky. That was so boring. <laughs> Joey says, "Just turn it off." <laughs> no, but uh, you the know, last how about how about we just how about we just yeah, start exactly, over? dude. Like, about, like I was like talking, out. and it was just like, <laughs> well, this this was super fun, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We'll let ourselves out. Yeah. Perfect. Remember when we were going to podcast? Uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that no, sounds awesome, gosh. man. It, it's almost yeah. criminal not to be into fly fishing here, too, because you got the Driftless area. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is, yeah. like, just the mecca yeah. of trout fishing in the, in this area. So it's definitely something that's on the radar, for sure. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's a time thing, mm-hmm. you know, and even working here, it's like, you know, the products that obviously uh, – that relate to our work. They're very hunting focused. Not that, you know, I mean, I guess I oftentimes carry a set of optics when I'm fishing, whether I'm on a boat or in the field, but like, as far as like, you know, optics intensive, t- uh, optics intensive activities, you know, I mean, hunting is going to, going to take Rank precedence, you know? Yeah. Yep. So what's your favorite type of hunting then? Oh, turkey, man. Turkey. 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 Oh, dude. Get out. I love it. <laughs> Get out. Get From, out. I, I mean, I like turkey. So. From. Yeah. Thank you. Turn so his <laughs> mic off, Joey. Just turn Sawyer's mic off. Wow. That's what... Okay. <laughs> that's the, I'm just kidding. That's it's the like, slap on the hand around here. Just yeah. get silence. It's like that. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that like the Howard Stern sound effect? Dude, that's... Yeah, yeah like the it fart, is. The fart noise. No, we don't have someone... a fart noise. We just have the boo box. Yeah, we just have the boo box oh. right now. Let him hear it. The boo box. Am I yeah. in the boo box? Did I just <laughs> yeah, you're the in the boo box, box now, dude. You ever yeah. seen that movie, Hook? Yes. Oh, yes. They stick them in a box and they start dropping scorpions in. They go boo boo. <laughs> the boo box, because man. I don't know if anyone fucks up like they like turkey hunting more than they waterfowl. Oh 
the boo box. You know, so I'd say. Wow. Okay. I'm going to try and stay out of the boo box. But respect, though. That's cool, man. That's cool. Average outdoorsman over here, so. Well, okay. Okay. I I can already see where this is going. No, all right. I'm going to get. Apparently, that was a loaded question. I'm ready now. All right, let's go. No, I'm totally. Right, go ahead. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to. The mood is changing so fast. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm seeing red right now. Oh so. no, you're upset. You're upset. I can see that. He puts like, a lot of time and effort into killing turkeys. You're getting hot. I just love turkeys. Sorry, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the bull ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hate Mark. That thing. Yeah. Uh, Tell us what your favorite hunting. Well, is. Apparently, I'm gonna have to choose my game wisely around here. <laughs> yeah, just uh, don't choose turkey, and you're good, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with big game. I just really deer, elk, bears, whatever. I mean, big game. It's just captured my heart. However, though, like I, I have to caveat that, and I'm probably gonna end up. He's got the boo box ready. Yeah, no, uh, he's actually turning your mic off right now. They're gonna have carpal tunnel from firing that thing up by the time <laughs> this thing's done. From a from a pure fun, from something that's purely fun. I like where you're going, and you can do in somewhat of a group setting. You don't be get careful the, you, what you're about you to don't say. Get, you don't get the conversational okay. element of waiting yes. for you know flights of ducks to come Continue. in. Continue. You get the big game chase. You get the call interaction. You get the lighthearted nature that if you blow up <laughs> a bird, it's not going to ruin your week. Man, and what hunting go. would that be, Mark, for the folks listening? I, I'm not going to pick it. Tell me, but I do <laughs> love turkey hunting. But there's a lot of parallels with waterfowl. <laughs> there's oh, some- no, no boo box. Okay, interesting. We've already set a double well, standard. Connor, Connor doesn't want to get carpal tunnel. Yes. So, yes. I'm, I'm the caveat master. Uh, but <laughs> when you look at turkey and let's let's analyze turkey hunting and waterfowl hunting for a second. Okay. Yeah. One's okay. One's, uh, You're calling. Fingers ready. They're birds. Uh, turkeys are on the ground, so they're easier to shoot, so I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do it with your buddies. And you gotta be know, really there's a lot of crossover. It's all the stuff there's I just so said. I just crossover. They're both fun. They're both fun. They're both very fun. I feel like there's two groups of turkey hunters, though, because there's people that are so serious about turkey hunting, and then there's guys like Mark, who just is the caveat, you know? It's like the caveat hunt. But Sawyer, you seem like you're pretty serious about it. I'm, I'm, again average dude i just love to do it and it's in a time of the year do you have a turkey call in your truck to practice on the way to work i just we just switched houses so i don't anymore but yes i did okay i did so here's nothing to be ashamed of here's the difference (laughs) between wisconsin and minnesota you guys can just keep buying tags for turkeys Mm -hmm. so you could shoot 30 turkeys in a in a year if you want to we can shoot one one turkey a year so there's literally no benefit for me trying to get into it learning how to call trying to figure out this new bird that you can shoot at 80 yards with some ammo and the tightest choke on earth. It's like a, you know, like a BB. You guys, you guys, you guys aren't that far away from us. You need to, there's some discrimination occurring. Yeah. I thought we're trying to, uh, you know, with all hunters and not being divisive. And I thought this was a Turkey (laughs) podcast. So that's why I said it. Apparently I'm wrong. Good ball. ball. Um, Okay, that's so, the last one. <laughs> so getting into, you guys, when did you get into turkey? Is that where you started, Sawyer? No. So that was definitely a more recent thing, getting seriously into it. Like, as far as, like, fishing, deer hunting, duck hunting, that was much earlier. But I didn't really have anyone in my family that uh, that did it. So it, that was a little tougher transition to get into 
the the T word hunting. I'm not gonna say it. Okay, that's, I don't but say that's it cool. again. You took it on yourself though. Like no one taught you to do it. And no, no. There's a lot of people here that have been pretty instrumental. But yeah, that's cool though. I can respect that. No boo box for that. When you say oh, big game, are you mainly talking like archery, rifle, anything in particular? You said pretty much all. I mean, you, you get, getting it all down with an archery or what? You- so for me, I mean, definitely like, I guess I'm an opportunity hunter, right? So okay. whatever season it is, you know, um, I like, I like to go do it. So bow, rifle, muzzleloader, I'm not like professional at any of them. I guess I'd say I'm like, whatever, like. I can do any of them. I guess I know enough to be dangerous. Right. But so, um, yeah, I mean, we're obviously super blessed here in Wisconsin. Archery season opens in September, um, basically goes through the end of January, depending on, you know, the, the County that you're in. So you can bow hunt, you know, forever. We've got a strong rifle tradition here at home, but you know, um, I try to get back home every October and hunt blacktails with my dad and my brother and stuff like that. And home is Washington Washington state. Yeah. What part of Washington state? So I grew up in Western Washington. So okay. east of Seattle a little bit. So how, cl- how far are you from the coast? A couple hours probably. Okay. Yeah. And blacktail, do they literally have a blacktail? Cause they do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, almost picture like, I guess the contour or the shape of like a whitetail, but it's going to be kind of, I guess like a gray brown on the top and then, but quickly fade into all black. So like where a mule deer, you know, they've got that black, Whoa. just the tip is black. It'll be like kind of the whole tail. That's cool. I've never seen that, that is or crazy. heard of that. They're so. they're cool little deer. You know, I mean, they're coastal deer. So you're looking at, um, you know, Columbia blacktails. That's what we're hunting. So they're you know Washington, Oregon, California. You know, but the California blacktails, I think, definitely are a lot more mule deer esque. At least, you know, what I grew up hunting. Right? They they look more like a mule deer. They they uh, live in more mule deer type country where you know those coastal deer. At least you know Washington, Oregon. You're talking like. You know, clear cuts, salile, sword ferns, alders, you know, logging roads. You know, we hunt a lot of, like, um, gated logging road systems, I guess. So I have no idea anything of what you just said. You'd That's, love it. That sounds cool. It sounds Don't tight. get me wrong. But, like, we have, like, open fields and then, like, oak trees. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. it can be, like, depending on, you know, it can be really thick. You know, you can be hunting some really thick, like, timber type stuff. Like, I shot a buck last year. I was still hung through the timber through a storm. And a buck just came slipping by, shot him at like 80 yards in the timber, or you might get a 500 yard shot out in the middle of a clear cut. So yeah, that's so wild. Totally that's so different. cool, man. Our our landscape in Minnesota is so boring. It's just like, bleh. you have well, some lakes. That's our opinion, though, because I feel like we grew, you know, you grow up there, like you see it, it's how it sort of becomes normal. Because then, like, so many people, too, come to see, like, the boundary waters and. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that's like, pretty cool. I feel like that should just be Canada, though. Like, it doesn't feel like Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a different country. Just give it country. back. Yeah, it's yeah. almost not ours, eh? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like the lakes. That's what I'm all about when it comes to Minnesota. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys are super blessed with some really, I mean, you talk about the Boundary Waters. I think that's, like, the most visited, you know, yeah. wilderness, I guess. I mean, or, uh, yeah, I BWCA, mean, you know. It's definitely, like, you fly in, you go to Mall of America, and then you go up to the Boundary Waters. That's kind of how it goes. Okay. And gotcha. Look at <laughs> Look at how many people are fired up too about some of those boundary waters issues. Like people oh, are yeah. fired up, oh, yeah. like super yeah. passionate about that area, which is awesome. I mean, they, they, should, I mean, be. they I mean, should be. Yeah, like yep. it's crazy. I mean, you you just you don't get places like that back. You know, right? Yeah, you get them once. So yeah, you can't screw it up. Like, uh, no, you really can't. You made it made me think of something though when you were saying um, of of the blacktail when you said the words just the tip. 
Because that is... Yeah, that is I the, was regretting that, actually. No, that, that is the name <laughs> of one of our segments, actually. Oh, oh interesting. Geez. Yes. And so, think think it through. We, we might uh, loop back to this. If you guys okay. have a tip, it could be about anything. I, I fly a lot, so I give tips about airplanes or whatever, but if... Um, if you have a, a tip to go through, we can go through that in a little bit. We also have a... But just the tip, okay? Yeah, just the tip, though. We, we don't want to get too too into it. Just the saying? tip, Sawyer. That's fair. That's yeah. right. fair. Gotcha. And then the other asp- the other uh, f- one that we do is called the worst. So if you have any kind of generic thing uh, that is like the worst. Like what sucks. That's just know? the worst. Yeah. Right? It could be. Yeah. It's that, like some... Is that grind anyone else's gears like airplane food, yeah. right? Yeah. Just the sure. pits. Yeah, something like that. So, but anyway, um, when does your guys' duck season start here? It starts so same I, same day as us. So yeah, it's usually that last weekend in September. But yep. then we have the early teal season that's open. Which for, yeah, we don't have. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Is that a separate tag? Uh, no, 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 okay. not to my knowledge. I used to work for DNR, so I was in the know on all this. And admittedly, I don't work there anymore. <laughs> and it's just how long did you work for the DNR? Seven years. It's just not memorable information. It's just gone right out your out the window. It's it's very important information, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> like, you like if if you are a guy that hunts everything, it is a lot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you think about that. You know, we talk a lot about R three here in Sawyer. I mean, you worked a lot with that back in your DNR days. But you know, you look at it like all of us essentially are lifetime hunters, right? And yeah. you still. The regulations are still confusing. I mean, it's a oh, thick. Yeah. It's oh, a they thick change look, every year. You know, and, you, and you're just like, man, you look at like a barrier to entry. I mean, that is not a simple thing to break down. A waterfall, no. for sure. My gosh. Oh, I mean, no, waterfall dude. and trout fishing are like two yeah. of the, yeah. Early seasons, split seasons. I know I've, luckily I've caught myself before, but like, oh man, I got a weekend. I'm going to go duck hunting. You're like, oh yeah, that's actually a split where it it's like shut right. down for like a week. You're like, oh yeah, yep. I'm glad I didn't go. I think they just lined the dates up for this year if i'm not mistaken it because it was the northern and the mississippi i think yeah, they you lined guys them changed up your zones this year didn't you yeah yeah so well, that's and, more and, confusing huh and start times right like i think historically like you guys could start at dawn but even like on the other side of the river like wisconsin mm-hmm. had to wait a little bit or yeah. really I so i that. think sawyer because actually i was just looking at it today um uh the north zone is separate and then the central and the southern zone is that how they break it down here? Too? I think, did they those, combine those lined the, up? Did they combine the Mississippi yes. into the southern? Yeah, yeah they is did. that what yeah. they did? They okay. lined those up. Yep. So there's no split in the north zone for Wisconsin, but the the Mississippi and the central zone they have a split. So okay, yeah, Wisconsin's yeah. kind of unique because we have a what they call a conservation congress. So there's delegates from each county. So they'll really? Meet, really? yeah they'll meet and they'll they'll bring up issues and put it through the conservation congress, and then they have their own kind of convention type deal. Um, and then they work with the DNR. They take that information and use it to uh, develop regulations, change <sighs> regulations, things I like that. I wish so. we had that in That's Minnesota, That's pretty cool, man. actually. Yeah, it's it's definitely not a, a perfect system, but when you talk <laughs> about hunters always like, we don't have a voice. We don't. It's like, well, you do. So that right, is, we it's, don't. A, it's a cool opportunity there. Yeah, well, that might be good, honestly, <laughs> in talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, for Joey, Thank for you. sure. Thank you so much. Scary. Oh. You guys no, would, we have. You a, guys would show up to the open forum and just hit your boo button. Okay, this yeah. is actually boo funny box. though. Hey, remember? Didn't you go with Nick last year? Yeah. I, oh yeah. I, I went so to like, some. I went to some deals called Moha. It's like Minnesota organization of game and 
something. I don't know. Game and agriculture. Or it something. went down to like the state capital, and it was mm. pretty funny because I remember. It was weird. I remember like <laughs> so. Nick Johnson is a things pretty, got weird. Yeah. Nick's a pretty serious waterfall hunter in Minnesota that we know pretty well, and so mm-hmm. he asked Joey if he wanted That's to go. That's putting it lightly. Yeah. Yes. Very serious. Yeah, he's pretty well known. Really great caller, and anyway. Uh, so Joey went with him. Joey shows up in like some ratty work T-shirt. Well, Nick's in a suit. Nick's wearing a suit, <laughs> a full-on suit with his lanyard. Oh yeah, his was it camel? Was no, it, a camel it was suit? not. It oh, was no. like okay. a nice navy it's a suit. Missed opportunity. Yeah, maybe <laughs> missed opportunity to be taken seriously. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, Joey's in like the rattiest T-shirt ever. Nick's like, we can't actually go in together anymore. But there's a lobbyist from Ducks Unlimited there, and then there's like all these other people, like congressmen and. It was wild. And I walk in. Just the common man. I was going to say, the, common, the common average common outdoorsman. Man. How y'all yeah. doing? It's me, Farmer Joe, you know. <laughs> he did have overalls weird. on that day, and he does live on a sheep farm, so. Perfect. Yeah, I know. It's wow. getting weirder by the minute. Yeah, Checks all the boxes uh, for me. Yeah, I'm learning new things as we go here. Yeah, I'm going to show you. I mean, I pulled up a picture of that black tail. It's actually the tail of the black tail. I want you guys, you guys need to see this. Get learned on. Learned. <laughs> learned. Wow. It really is black. There you go. So they're cool. That's cool, man. They're like, to me, like every everybody likes home and like whatever. Um, but to me, they're like one of the one of the prettiest deer. You can kind of see that's what they. Wow. How how big do their racks get? <laughs> I mean, if you want to go points or inches or whatever, I mean, you're talking like like, are you, I, like a big deer could be a big fork, right? Like okay. you could have like a big mature fork buck that you're like, dude, I'm stoked I shot that, right? But I'd say, you know. Any, any three or four point is probably a pretty mature deer. Oh, okay. And then, um, so it's more of a mule deer rack, not a whitetail. Yeah, so they, they, they'll they split like a mule deer does. Okay. You know, they'll have that configuration. And, like, you know, a 120, 30, or 130 buck would be, like, to me, those are, like, really big deer. Okay, okay. And Very in the cool. Wisconsin area, it's you're getting some pretty big whitetails here, right? We get Yeah, we get some solid deer yep. around here for sure. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Anyway, how so is sorry, CW, guys. How is horns. CWD here right now? I mean, is it as bad as we I'd hear say this? off the off the charts? Yeah, yeah. is it that we, bad? It, yeah, I mean, it depends on who you ask, obviously. And obviously, Doug Duran, a, a friend of a friend of Vortex, is is really in the trenches on that. And obviously, working at DNR, I was super close to it. But it's a it's definitely still a hot button issue. Yeah, for sure. You've mm-hmm. got folks that that have varying levels of of worry about it. But I mean, I can I can safely say I'm not a scientist, but from what I've seen. What I've heard, what I've read, incredibly serious issue that every serious deer hunter should be very in tune with. I mean, I I would, you know, I'd agree with that. And I'd say even personally, like my view of it when I first got to Wisconsin, so I've been here for about 12 years now, but like, I wasn't like that worried about it at first. And they're like, oh yeah, you hear about it, whatever. Like, uh, probably not going to get my deer tested. And that now, I mean, I definitely get my deer tested every year. And, and, and part of that is just even for the biologists to have that data to go, you know, but where we're at here, like why I said off the charts, where we're located here, we have a really high prevalence and actually, so you probably know more about it than I do, but I do know, you know, I killed a deer in this County that the biologist said was like probably four or five years old, kind of fell into that bucket. And sure. I was like, so what are the odds it has CWD? And he's like, mm, 50% coin flip. And yeah, and, and it wow. did, it tested, it tested positive. And I know Eric had a, had a nice buck test positive two years ago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's crazy. It's got a pretty high prevalence. They've got a really cool study going on. I don't know if you guys drove through dot. No, probably not. Cause that's Southwest, but they've got a really cool study going on in that area for both predation 
and CWD working with a ton of landowners. Like you guys should, should definitely check that out. I think it's in year three or four. It's going to be a multi-year mm-hmm. study, but I think it's like the largest yes. year study. Yes, of its kind, absolutely. Um, so definitely check that out. What is it like? How do we find out about it or like look for it? Or yeah, whatever? so you can go to the DNR website, and I can I can email you guys over a link after this too. But yeah, it's just the Southwest. Um, pretty much deer study is what they're calling it. Interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. Is it worse in like different zones of Wisconsin? It, yeah. When you look at the heat map, it certainly is. And I think that's based on habitat, how likely are deer to be, to be, yard- and again, I'm not a scientist. I want to qualify this, but if deer aren't, deer aren't yarded up and, and really close to each other, um, how many deer there are per square mile, certainly down here. Um, lots of deer, lots of egg land. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. No, I mean, more specifically, so if I was to hunt a deer in, like, the north zone, <laughs> pretty bad scenario there, too, no matter what. I, I would hate to say, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it's okay. not going to be a coin flip if I had to had to guess off the cuff, but, I, I mean, at this point, there's certainly been hot spots in just about every part of the state. That's so crazy. Yep. That so how does the so process work for getting it tested? It's, I mean, it's is very, it easy? It's very easy. Okay. So they have they have test stations that are set up, and you you literally just bring your deer, um, and they'll take the lymph node out, um, and then they'll let you know. Usually, it's it's within a week or so. I guess it depends on how busy they are. Um, and then also taxidermists, they have a program where taxidermists can take it out and they can send it in. Uh, they piloted a program where people could do it at home. They send them a kit, and that had I think varying degrees of success. I don't know if they're still doing that, but. Yeah, the, the check, check stations are typically easiest. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And we, we switched to electronic registration uh, a couple years ago. So um, people aren't going to gas stations as much because uh, they don't have to to get their deer registered. So certainly they still have those check stations. though. So. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And I think, you know, they don't have to necessarily be manned either. So like some of the check stations, like maybe like during during the gun season, which is like super popular, big Wisconsin tradition, a lot of deer getting killed. They'll they'll man those stations. But sometimes during like the archery season or something like that, you know, you may shoot a deer and you can actually drop it, fill out a form and drop the head off in like a, you know, receptacle, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. And yep. They'll I did, check it weekly, I think. Did forget to mention that. So going back to Doug Duran, like you can adopt a dumpster on your property and you can have a dumpster there where people can drop them off to get tested too. So a lot of community involvement for mm-hmm. sure. That's crazy. So is there a, cons- like, I know that there's been talk about it, but is there like a pretty high level of concern at this point with like eating a deer with CWD or not really? Or? Again, that's, that depends pretty on the air, huh? tolerance for risk. Like there've been studies that come out, I think where they injected the prion into a, a monkey's brain and it, it did have some effect, but I yeah I I don't know that it's come yeah, on scientist Briel yeah come on <laughs> <laughs> you want info or not yeah get that boo box again I'm leaving <laughs> but oh, it, it it's a tricky one man I think it's recommended yeah you know like that deer that I shot last year you know I've got, I've got a you know family you know two little girls and and like I t- I struggled with that though because I'm like okay I shot this deer like you know I basically processed it i handled it i took yeah. i took pictures with it so i was touching the head i probably encountered you know saliva so, like i was exposed right, right. You know, probably i think i cut myself when i was field dressing it you know and, and granted you know i think there's uh, like whatever that you know i guess you say well maybe i'm uh, you know i don't think they think it 
it's like transferred via the blood, but you know, I think there's just a lot of unknowns, right? To, to I answer, guess that's where I'm at. To answer your question, would I eat CWD positive venison? No. Right. And I think the CDC guideline recommendation is that you don't, but that's where I was at though. I'm like, well, whether I eat it or not, like I was exposed to this deer, but I actually, I did choose not to, you know, cause I was like, well, I'm yeah. not going to mix it with the other game that's in my freezer, potentially feed it to my family, expose them. Yeah. Just so, a very personal choice. Very interesting intersection of uh, sociological and scientific data. Yes, it's a that sentence was that that was, was way tough. too back educated. From my, back from my rapping days, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Roger I, that. Thesaurus. I just read a thesaurus before bed usually. But, yeah, get uh, all the words that could possibly rhyme together. But I mean, it's dude. It's just like zones and duck hunting and things like that. Like such a hot button issue where you see the intersection of. You got the scientists, biologists saying one thing. You got hunters who are out there doing it saying one thing. Like, who's right? Yep. It, it's just such a such a difficult time. Well, knowing the hunters in this state, probably the scientists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Shots well, fired. Hey, dude, put Cal in the boo box. Do we, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, do we get, we get where, a boo box? Where's our The boo box. How dare you? I'm used to it. I love the boo box. It just feels it just feels right. I have nothing but nice things Back to say about Minnesota, box. so I'm gonna real nice folks oh, over there. Kindness here. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say. Yeah, football right, team guys. sucks, but <laughs> really enjoy your. <laughs> all right, what? It's okay. Yeah. All of our sports suck. It's yeah, fine because it's fine. you know why? They're sports. You know, it's like me being in the boot box. We're just comfortable there, so it's fine. <laughs> well, we're good with come, it. Come, come, join me. So I'm know? also in the boot box. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if there's so with you guys. With the way that you guys duck and goose hunt, do you just duck hunt more or do you mostly goose hunt? Like, or is it a mixture of the both? Historically, more duck for me. Just more duck? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, yeah, more duck hunting for me as well. I haven't done a ton of waterfowling since I moved to Wisconsin. Um, when I was in Washington, we'd hunt the Columbia River quite a bit. So mm-hmm. we'd shoot a mix of, you know, mallards, uh, I think, you know, uh, bluebills, redheads, get some divers out there, there and stuff like that. Um and then when I lived in Nebraska, I had some buddies that were super into it. So, I mean, you know, guys that were just like awesome at calling, they'd have leases. So I'd, you know, ride their coattails to their sweet leases on the North Platte and we'd <laughs> oh. you know, shoot ducks. Oh, yeah. there you go. That yeah, that, 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 was, that was some fun duck and goose hunting for sure. So, so mainly water hunting for both of you guys? Uh, a mix. In Wisconsin, certainly, like sloughs, backwater. Um, I've also done the Nodak pothole thing. Mm-hmm. Had fun doing that, jump shooting, but I, I don't really have one I prefer, I guess. Yeah, they're both. I've done definitely more water hunting than field hunting, but yeah, field hunting is super fun though. I do like yeah. that. And then do you guys do everything in it? Like do you guys each separately have your own spreads and calls and boats or trailers, whatever? No boat. I, I can't afford a boat. No, I'm not living that luxury lifestyle. I got so. I got calls <laughs> somewhere, but certainly not uh not a great caller by any means. Yeah, I've got a lot of calls. They probably, you know, shouldn't be used, but uh <laughs> They're 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 there if anybody else can call that good, but sure. uh, but yeah, I mean I've I've got you know uh, you know like eighteen you know Bigfoot decoys that you know probably need to get go. the dust blown off them you know again because yeah. I just lived such a big game centric lifestyle like we that need to get you out pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah, you can. Too. It's time to start living again, Sawyer. <laughs> it's time. You get time to hang up them turkey tags, dog. Oh my. God, <laughs> it's a different season. Right, it's a different it really season. is. It's a hundred percent. You're gonna and make I, me give up. I'm gonna be hunting. honest. Yeah, you have to give it up if you want to hunt waterfall. Oh yeah, I can't God. believe you haven't been hunting them spring no. Canadas. You know? Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, so In all like, reality, we're just Connor, talking about regulations. It's like this what is regulations. 
Connor actually loves turkey hunting. Too. I do. I do. And like Con- I would almost, I would sometimes say you you like archery deer hunting more than waterfall hunting. I definitely archery hunt more than I waterfall. Yeah. Hunt. I, yeah. I, so I hunt. I hunt. We're, we're just oh. giving you a hard time. If you count the times that I go out filming, I hunt big game. I hunt everything more than I waterfall hunt because I just am hunting all the time. Yeah. If you count filming. If you don't, then I'm pretty much the same 50-50 for <laughs> waterfowl. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Boo box. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Thank you. I'm not so I was to... nodding that one. He's like, do it. Yeah. Like, do it. Yeah. He deserves it. Get him. Get him in here. Get him, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we were giving you a hard time, but we definitely, I mean, even, didn't you turkey hunt this year? Yeah, I did, and let me tell you, wasn't impressed. <laughs> oh, wasn't impressed, man. You did it wrong. The only reason why I turkey hunt is because my neighbor farms forty three hundred acres or something like that, and he's like, "You're that kid who's always shooting pigeons right next door, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Do you shoot turkeys?" And I go, "No." He goes, "Well, I've got fifty turkeys running around my property. Please come and kill them, and you can duck and goose hunt." My property. I'm like, well, of course, I'm gonna try to shoot a turkey, and I went out. You're twice. like a turkey hit man. You're so, you're a turkey hunter for hire. Let yeah. me let me. I'll re- kill anything for a prize. Let me rewind here. This man has 50 turkeys, and he approached you to kill them all. I remember you saying that Minnesota, <laughs> you only get one turkey tag. So I'm Correct. not I'm not a math. I guy. told him I definitely have the art brain, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, the the math is not checking out there. Sure. So let me tell you what I did. I got a friend who knew how to kill turkeys, and he killed a Jake on the last day of season. Showed the farmer. He's like, cool. Yeah, you boys can come out and hunt whenever. I was like, cool. So did you even hunt? I did twice. He sat at the base of a tree. 50 turkeys there, and you didn't? Well, let me, it was. he's like, well, I think they all disappeared. And I was like, well, we only saw nine Jakes, period. So mm. whatever. Interesting. They don't taste that good to me either, so there's really no benefit to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't, dude, don't get to boo box. Dude, I'm gonna thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I love wild. Turkey. Do you guys like you guys like Canada's more or turkey from an eating standpoint? Uh, turkey, Canada. come yes. on, oh, definitely what? turkey. Canada's no, for Joey's sure. nuts. I don't. Dude. I, Here's the thing. This is Joey though. Like Joey's the guy that you shoot. I know, and I know, and you so deserve dumb. this. This is so dumb. Is you it deserve is such this? Such a fabricated like, story. It's not. Joey's the guy that you shoot Joey. ducks, and he comes home and he breasts out a bird, and he'll take a breast and walk straight in the house, no seasoning, just a little oil in a pan, and just drop it in there, and he's golden. That's fucking bullshit, and you know it. Joey, no. I've seen you do that, I, man. I respect it. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. Uh, I'll, yeah, say, I mean, I'll say this. So we uh, we shot a couple uh, Canada's. Last year, I don't know, year before, whatever, and we did about this, just salt and pepper, threw them in a frying pan. We actually did it at the podcast table here. It turned out phenomenal. Cool. It's not bad. I like like it like that too. I just think no, well, Cal needs to throw it on a on a biscuit with goat cheese and no, strawberry oh, glaze. You ever it's had like, like get the ghost fuck like out that? Of here, dude. Sounds Goose delightful. Tenderloin it is good. crustini is amazing. Yeah. Listen yeah. to him say crustini. Say it again. Crustini. Oh my gosh. Crustini. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I know how to say things. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really good. I used, and I used sociology earlier and got made fun of. Yeah. Like, easy over here using crustini. Well, I, I'm sorry. It's just the no, word I, that it was. I'm all for it. I'm, yeah. between, I'm between, tired of this guy in the yeah. middle here. There you go. <laughs> word shaming. See, and I'll be it. honest, between the, the two of you guys, I've just had to nod a lot because I don't know what you're saying. No. Yeah. It's like, no talk, Joey's in the same boat, man. No so talk good fine. podcast talk. <laughs> no talk like, good podcast like talk. Like podcast. Make words. Shoot duck. Yep. This word. <laughs> 
Make words shoot duck. That should be on our next T-shirt. Make words shoot duck. I'm envisioning his house just being like caveman paintings of like ducks and geese and like a guy with like a bow and string. Like (laughs) he lives in a cave, dude. He lives in a sheep barn, man. That's 100 percent what it is. Pretty It's an accurate description. Overalls and muck boots. Dude, I use the sheep shit as insulation in the winter, dude. And I like the smell. Did you guys there see? You did you guys see the very? Did you see the very first vlog I did when he moved to that farm? Yes. So like, I showed up and I walk in the house filming, and he's in overalls on the couch, like he like moved into a farm, so now he's like a farmer, like a, dude, like in costume. No, pretty this much. was like pretty I, much. No, you say it was in costume. I just walked in the house. He's in overalls. I'm did like, dude, a, this is a life. You have a can of old mill red in his hand too. Oh. He's no. a straw Fresh in your mouth. Whole milk in the fridge. I'll do you one better. Red dog. <laughs> Red dog. Ooh, the thirty six pack. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Daddy like you. No, he Daddy as soon as I like as soon as I, I knew you would like some dirty beer like that though. <laughs> Why do you have to do this, man? You're doing it to yourself. Uh, I am not ashamed for who I am and I'm not gonna take this. Y- hey you yeah. guys. You have a broad palate. You like yeah. you like the crustini. Hoity-toity. He I, likes yeah. crustini I and he s- also likes I would say I'm dog. on the foodie spectrum for sure. I like yeah. craft beer, I like good fruity drinks sometimes. Like I like it all. And you know, you unlike you, you're I'm just one you. track mind. You can't do the turkey thing, you can't do seasoning apparently. Like <laughs> Yeah. Seasoning. <laughs> You're just anti. Yeah. I guess. I'm just a nonconformist, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> just run your own path, bud. Hey, hey, I'm you, gonna know, leave, hey you know right? everything? I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I'm going to stop you there. I don't even need to know yeah. what it is. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it because you're telling me about it. Yeah. I don't like getting ganged up on here, guys. Yeah. I'm not a big this fan. Is, this I, is our, I make cracking. You're getting nervous. This is I make our word. podcast now. You guys <laughs> just started off so aggressive. I just been feel like I'm like, like fight or flight syndrome since we started this thing. I actually feel like you're just kind of flying along doing fine over there though so Sawyer's been attacked yeah, if a little bit. Yeah my math is correct you're the only one not in the boo box. If, so. Yeah. Well the, here's the if Sawyer's being attacked I'm being attacked. That's because he's not taking oh, risks. Wow, Mark you gotta take risks. Yeah. Boo box is the risk you take. Now the guy in the boo box is telling you you're screwing turkey, up man. Turkey turkey. <laughs> yeah I mean. Yeah. That's not enough dude. Take now a stand. I don't feel like you mean it. I do have a question though um, this is more to your area of expertise Sawyer and maybe you too I'm not sure but um, the TikTok when it comes to the TikTok arena and dead animals on TikTok do you have any experience with that either through Vortex through your own through whatever? So we don't the the thing I'll qualify this with and Mark feel free to hop in we're super confident in the roster of folks that we work with like it it is a rigorous process. We think about all of these things. As Mark said, we're incredibly R3-focused, representing hunting in a good light, representing shooting in a good light. That being said, there's a super interesting conversation around you don't want to sanitize the process either because you want to tell the story of what happened. So the TikTok thing, we haven't come across it. I have seen it. I don't like it. Like um, the platform? No, I like the platform, okay. but some of the stuff I've seen where I think you could argue that respect may not be being shown to the animal. Okay, um, okay. That's, that's really where I have an issue. Yeah, like people sliding down a hill on dead geese, yeah. that type of deal. Yep. That stuff pissed me off. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that's probably generally frowned upon. I mean, you think about yeah. someone who either is against hunting or is just not sure they're sitting on that fence, right? Like, even the littlest thing right. can push them off for good, and, and stuff like that certainly does not help. 
Right, right. You know, I mean, and honestly, I mean, I guess you know, I'm passing judgment, right? But even like as a lifelong hunter, you're like, that seems a little, little yeah. disrespectful to the animal. Yeah, even hunters, I feel like a lot, even serious hunters that understand conservation to any form, don't really like that either. So it's kind of tough because I do think that, especially like most of the people we run into, and like other hunters, you know, in the waterfowl space or other categories in general, it's always pretty positive. You know, in terms of like supporting the conservation and respect for what we're doing. And also just we have such a passion for what we're doing too. We don't want anyone to think of us in a negative light because we love it so much and we also understand what it means to us. So it's just, I don't know, it's, it's tough when you see stuff like that. Such an, such an interesting topic. Like you could talk about this for hours on end. Like what's, what's too far? What isn't too far? Yeah. Are they sanitizing the experience? Like all of that stuff is... There's not necessarily a right or wrong answer, but I can tell you, I can tell you where I fall. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I think, and it, it's like with everything, right? Everybody's got their line of like appropriate, you know, not appropriate, you know, like even really anything, you know, it's so that, that's, that's the tricky thing, but I know we've got a pretty, at least clear line, you know, as a company, like where that falls. Have right. you guys divulged into TikTok just in general as a platform much? We were going to. And then we didn't. Is there a reason why? Um, I think China? Was, not necessarily China. Any, any one reason. Um, I think it was a bandwidth thing. I think we looked at kind of the content that we were going to put together for it. Was it really in line with some of the stuff that we wanted to do? Um, certainly a super powerful platform. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I like TikTok. Uh, like my fiance watches TikTok literally all night. She loves it. People love it. Um, and I think if that would be, hell, that may be a great avenue to, to maybe get some new hunters if you did it the right way. But I think, yeah, from a bandwidth standpoint, we just didn't, like our social team's already just busy 24-7. Like yep. it, it just didn't make sense to add another variable. Sure. Gotcha. As far as social goes, is do you guys have a main focus that you guys do for your platforms? Not so much influencers or? As far as like content? Yeah. Content creation. Mix of hunting and shooting, certainly. I, w- I, w- I would say it's actually probably close to a, a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we like to have fun. Jimmy with the pizza, pizza oven, pod ventures, things like that. Right. Uh, we certainly do a lot of that. We do some short film stuff. We do a lot of takeover stuff. Uh, folks like Jason Matzinger, Brad Brooks at Argali, uh, making short films or doing some, some conservation work, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be really um, easy to reach. So whether that's through a DM or if you're in the comments section, like we're gonna we're gonna reply, we're gonna get you helped out. Yep. So that's a huge focus. Um, I would it's it's such a wide range. Like we're we're so lucky. Um, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Like you've got this huge industry. You've got the shooting side, the hunting side. Certainly, there's a ton of overlap in the middle. But then you've got guys that are just shooters and guys that are just hunters. So you're trying to cater to everyone. Like if it's a hunting thing, it's like, will a shooter like this? If it's a shooting thing, like it's like. Well, what would a hunter think about this? So, and I think I think that that team does a just a fantastic job. Oh man, they're I mean they're they're killing it. I mean the the you know you're talking about you know the hunting and shooting categories, but then there's so many you know subcategories within that. You know somebody might be into the precision rifle stuff, another person's into three gun, another person just likes to plink with their twenty two, another person likes to shoot you know NRL long range twenty two, and so you know basically serving 
you know, I guess all those different markets, you know, content that's going to resonate with them. I mean, that's, that's a challenge, but those guys absolutely kill it. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, August national shooting sports month. So they were doing some really cool, um, Instagram stories with, um, like competitive shooters, you know, in-house competitive shooters here at Vortex doing like on-site Q and a type stuff, but a lot of, and then some of it's like really, I guess like timely, right? Like we're going to do that shooting season, coincides with national shooting sports month but obviously hunting season is actually here that's hard to believe i was public bears with some buddies in the north cascades like two weeks ago public it, lands month next month we'll be doing a bunch of cool stuff yep. for that um yeah sweet cool um the we were chatting in the hallway with you guys about hunting stories yeah and we wanted uh, i don't know oh, if you yeah. thought of any or if you thought of a tip you know just a tip tell us tell us your craziest story <laughs> Or the most interesting story you have. I don't really have a super interesting one. I think the what really tells the tale of just how average I am. <laughs> um, like there's a really big piece of public that has a, a river running through it that's ended up being a little larger than we thought it was going to. So our, our big plan was to use an inflatable raft to get across and we'd get to these oh, places. No. That, I like where this is headed. Oh, no. We'd get to these places that I think I, think I have a video somewhere. We'd get to... <laughs> Dude, I like where this is headed. <laughs> We'd get to these places that no one else could get to. We thought we were the smartest freaking guys in the world. Like, oh man, we're just gonna we're gonna get in there, man. Um, ended up getting there. The river was wider than we had originally thought. There was some rain. The raft was not what I would call. You guys are halfway across the river and seeing old old uh, inflatable rafts under the water. Skeletons, like tr- there's a treasure chest that was half open, <laughs> like. Um, but we just underestimated the whole thing and it ended up being just past light before we even ended up getting to close to where we wanted to be. So everything was just kind of screwed from the start. It was a hell of a fun hunt. Like I would do it again, but, uh, we got to where we wanted to and then we saw orange not far away and we realized there was this little piece of private where they had clearly talked to the landowner and we're going in through this old railroad corridor. Oh no. So we had spent... A long time, almost drowned, almost lost guns, getting into this place, uh, didn't see a deer, and these other guys probably woke up at about (laughs) 5.45, had a nice cup of coffee, (laughs) drove over to to Cousin Earl's place and and just uh, moseyed on in. Probably shot huge bucks, all of them. 100% probably. Damn. Well, you guys probably drove them. You know, all to them. Yeah, I mean, they probably heard us. We were using words that. <laughs> I know this is uncensored. Th- that, but that are that are only acceptable on the Midwest Flyways yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but that was actually a, a full weekend hunt. So we we ditched that. Um, we ended up getting one deer on the weekend, a nub buck, um, totally average of us. Um, but we we went to a VPA property after that, which is um, essentially leased by a landowner for public access. Um. <laughs> we get it sorry this is reminding me of a, of a similar story so, it, keep going. so we get in there again spirits are high it could not be worse than the <laughs> night before we get in there the first day there's this weird ass cabin in there um it's with some lights on oh and there's no. there's no people there no vehicles this is in the middle of middle of the woods um there was a bag of cheese curds on the table we looked in so it's like uh oh like somebody's here <laughs> So we kept hunting. We never saw the person, but so Wisconsin. the cheese yeah, curse. <laughs> it, it, it really is. 
But to, to bring this whole thing to a close and some of the trials and tribulations of, of public land and, and VPAs and things like that, like the landowner did not care for people hunting there, apparently, because every time that we moved, we'd, we'd move to a new field edge, whatever. Um, this kind gentleman would drive over in his truck, fire up his chainsaw, and start <laughs> cutting down trees right next to us. Oh, dude. It was super weird that all of the trees that he wanted felled were right by everywhere we wanted to hunt. It was such a coincidence. I was just but, a wild, wild coincidence. But we, we got a... We got a we got a deer out of the trip, so I mean it wasn't a complete failure. It was I wouldn't even say it was a learning experience. I didn't really learn anything. That guy cuts down trees so much though, the deer were just fine with it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> think of all the think of all the young forest that's going to be in there with all those trees down. Man, they're going to be such a honey hole. Um, yeah, to wrap that up, I'm never going back there again. But yeah. Well, there's no there's no habitat left anyway. It's all cut down. Yeah, it's all cut yeah. down by now. All Joe. that's left is that crazy haunted cabin. Joe, that reminds me of when we were in, I think it was after the wedding that we went to and we like hiked out in this like deep mud that we had into this, into this like water hole and then all the ducks and geese landed on the other side and you and I were like the only ones that made it out like really there. Cal wasn't there. He, he wasn't able to come, but Matt and Shane were. And then, oh, no. and then we turn around because oh, no. cause we're like, we're barely, we barely made it out there. Okay. Right. We're, we're sitting in at least two and a half feet of mud. Okay. It's, it's it was past really our knees. It was bad. And then we come back and I just see Matt and Shane laying on this mud, their <laughs> guts up in the air, like so asleep. Cause they're like, yeah, did you see any ducks? <laughs> nope. <laughs> a nice little public land hike that we got screwed on. Can't beat it. So yep. Can't well, that happens it. more times than I'd like to admit. So. All right, Mark. Tell us your story. Man, Dude, so what, what about the poop one? Yes. No, yes. You know okay. what? Okay. I don't. Nope. nope, that's fair. I'm not going to put you on the spot. You big poop guy? Is that what this is about? <laughs> put him in I, the poop box. That, <laughs> no, not for the poop. No. I don't think anybody wants that. to be known as that. Um, <laughs> oh, we've had a couple of those. On this the is pretty funny, before. though, because like two weeks ago, we had Derek Helms on here, and he's, I don't know if you guys know who he mm-hmm. is, but he literally just told us a story about pooping his pants. And a waiters, yeah. And his waiters. I got, oh. I got a I got a buddy that like literally he poops his pants all the time. <laughs> like it's, it's like really he's bad. got a million. Why are you looking at me when you say I have a buddy that does that? That was in confidence one. We get out, I, we we do <laughs> two clucks and then he's gotta go to the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like it's uncanny though. He's got like a million stories of like and then another time, like I mean like I was on a date. And like, and I'm just like, how is this like, how, like I, I get like maybe one time in your adult life where like just everything goes south, but you shouldn't have it like, dude's got some I have a condition. <laughs> talked have you about ever, this. have you ever pooped your pants? One time, one, <laughs> one time, time is, is all. <laughs> all right. So what they have not seen that video clearly. <laughs> what, what, uh, I didn't know what, your story. No. You know, I don't, I don't even know if this is a good. So I was, I should have like a lot of really good ones. I feel like, but I was, I was coyote hunting the snake river breaks and I was like slipping down this draw. This is back when I was in college and I, I see this like tuft of fur like blowing in the breeze. And I'm like, it's curious. Something's dead over there. I'm like, I'll, I'll keep kind of like hunting my way down figuring out a play, place I'm going to call. And I'm like, Oh man, somebody, you know, it's been in here. I'm like, there's dead coyote right here. And I'm, I'm standing over this thing, investigating it actually kind of like pulled back a little bit. Cause I'm afraid like maybe it's rotten or it smells bad. And I'm, I'm standing right over it, 
and it uh, woke up and it was just sleeping. <laughs> oh, no, dude. And, and then, it, like, I swear, I've never seen the coyote's eyes get that big. I think we were both probably equally surprised. Actually, he was probably more surprised than I was because I was like, yeah. literally, like, you know, just mere feet away standing over him. And he got up and he took off like a rocket and I took a running shot at him and I, and I missed him. So I, I had a coyote. I, actually, I probably wouldn't have felt good about shooting the darn thing. That would just been like... You guys were like friends at that point. Yeah. yeah. Special <laughs> like bond. You like watched him while he slept. It's, been <laughs> funny, yeah. it's 4 a.m. It's time to get up. Yeah. yeah. All my good friends, I watch them sleep. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the hunting camp tradition. Yeah. It's like, all right, everybody go to bed. Yeah, talk about I just it. have my cup Can't of beat it, right? Good night, Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Do you guys see the sleeping oh, bags man. in the corner over here? Yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of a, I guess a, a funny one, and definitely the closest I've ever been to uh, been to a coyote. Oh so. man, that's cr- that's crazy. Well, do, you, that's do you guys have a tip to wrap this up, or the worst, in either one? A tip or a worst for a us? Tip like a. I, I here. I, I got a tip. Okay. you Think about it. Yeah. Okay. So, well, and my tip is is coming from really just learning this this morning from uh, Joey. Joey was uh, on a TikTok this morning that he sent to me, and it is now at like forty thousand views. So if you want to be famous on TikTok, just tag a bunch of famous people. Okay, that is that's, that's interesting. That's, that's a hot tip. That's a hot that tip. A I don't have tip. I don't have TikTok. Yeah, I don't either yet. You don't have the TikTok. I, I know. My wife it. is obsessed with it. So, yeah, dude, it's hot. It's so hot right hot. now. So it's hot. hot. <laughs> that TikTok is so hot right now. That Any a, tip? That was like such a classic <laughs> commercial voice. <laughs> Dude, if we need a voiceover for a commercial, I'm going to call you for that. <laughs> I was just going to say, that handle's so hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, such a, that's an underrated movie right oh. there. <laughs> I don't think so. It was pretty hype when I was when it first came out. Oh, really? Oh. No. I feel like you can like quote things from that movie, and some people are like, like huh? And you're like, that's what? true. What? Are they usually like 22? Zoolander. Have you seen Zoolander? Of course. Everybody's. Everyone's know, seen At it. least in this group. I think I did. Because you guys no, know good cinema. Say. Thank you. It's art. Going back to the art conversation. Yeah. yeah, Sawyer's a big art guy. Big art brain. Yeah. Art brain guy. Hey, I ain't afraid. Ain't um, my the worst, this is just really timely, and this might be a dumb one, but the worst is when there's a small town and there's only one bar or restaurant in town and it has <laughs> the sign out front and it says best burger in town. <laughs> Dude, I hate that. It just what? like it. It just like bothers me. I don't know why. It's like you're it's the like only gloating. It's like you're the only restaurant in town. The Damn only it. burger like, in town. Yes, you have the best margarita in town. There's no post office here either. Like no one's bragging about that. Like I just, I just, it that's, just that's marketing, baby. You should appreciate that. It's marketing, but it's almost too the corner of the market. It's like tricking the user, you know? It like it's not me. fair to those people in that town. They don't know the difference. No. If I lived in that town, whatever uh, I, I did. I would definitely like if I was the postman or whatever. Yep. I'd be like fastest delivery in town. Yeah, exactly. oh exactly. <laughs> I would do it. It doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> oh, I'm not above it. Just because you I'm can, just, doesn't yeah, mean I don't you like should. it. Yeah. I would. I would do Only it. Only barber, best haircut. Yeah, exactly. damn right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> haircut in town. Oh my god, hmm. that's that, a good one. It's. That, that just happened worst. yesterday, which is the only reason. That, like, I don't think about this at night every night. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but it, it happened yeah. yesterday, and I was like, you know, ah, you. You know, Liz, you know what's bothering me again? <laughs> it's that hamburger thing. It's that hamburger thing <laughs> in that stupid little town. Sawyer, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I was just in North Dakota last weekend, 
and we were at a like a VFW bar. Obviously, the this only su- thing this within is a twenty bad miles. Bad scenario. The Sorry, only thing yeah. within twenty miles. And she comes out, and she, I was like, "You have pizza here? I'm not really feeling a burger." And she goes, "Yeah, we have pizza." And so we ordered a bunch of beers. And she comes out, and it's like undercooked. Like, just how do you undercook a pizza? The worst. So then, so yeah. then I said, "Hey, do you think you could throw that back in there for me?" She goes. Well, there's another place over there in town. You can grab your pizza there. I was like, really? She goes, no, we're the only one. Eat your pizza. And I said, oh, man. And then she goes, I'm just kidding, honey. And then takes the pizza off the table. I'm like, oh, my God. I went to a a range of emotions. You went from, like, anger to surprise to anger to confusion. Yeah, man. Like, that that would rattle a person. Yeah. (laughs) I went to a tasty freeze in Gackle, North Dakota, that said they couldn't stay in business and they went out of business because their prices were too high. And no one went there anymore. I got a five-piece chicken dinner with a biscuit, potatoes, and a drink for five dollars. <laughs> that is so expensive, Price outrageous! <laughs> that is crazy. Inflation, dude. I refuse <laughs> to pay these prices. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't cost two bits. Yeah, right. It's like it's it's actually just the barter system out there. I had to give them one of my shoes for for the meal. Yeah. What's your blood type? Luckily, I brought my fiddle. I could play for them. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mark, what about you? You got a tip or the worst? Or Man, I don't like got it. Like, I feel, uh, I feel like I should have, like, because you know, I've had a lot of life experiences and like nothing's I, standing out at me. Have I lived? Have I not lived life that I don't have anything that's just standing out to me right now? This is I mean, horrible. You know, Mark, I should have pre-planned. You definitely have something. I got a tip. I'll give it. I got like an optics tip, but that's like so. Sure. It's kind of vanilla. well. That actually would be kind of fine. Fitting cue for you guys. It's so. Apropos. Look at Mark episode. actually doing marketing over yeah, there. Yeah, I love it. I'm talking about freaking chicken dinners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best burger in town. We got optics. Okay. As soon as we're out of here, you're getting a talk, Sawyer. <laughs> Dude, you are not focused on the marketing at all. <laughs> really thinking about food the whole time. Yeah, but if you were there and saw that sign of Best Burger, in yeah, town, <laughs> you guys really weren't ground, there. Yeah. Uh, here's my optics tip. Here's one thing I think that people maybe don't do a lot and that's glassing and using their optics like on a very like continuous basis when you're in the timber, because I think you think like, Oh, I can't see that far. Right. And, but you really can, when you throw your binos up, you're going to see things that you wouldn't otherwise have seen. You might get shot opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, it's gonna, your, your depth of field, but what looks like almost like a wall of trees to your naked eye, you're going to be able to see through that with your binos. And, you know, I think still hunting is an underutilized tactic. Um, You know, you're on the ground, you're mobile, you can check out new country, you can scout new country while you're hunting. And, um, and I'd say this is probably more on the rifle side, right? You know, you're going to, you're going to be able to capitalize on opportunities, but um, yeah, glassing in the timber um, is really going to, I think you'll see more than you think you can. I actually think that's a really good tip because when we went to Louisiana last year, that was one of the biggest things Wade said since he started using Wade Shoemaker, since he started using binos in the timber, you know, like when you're scouting in timber, especially where we were in Louisiana, you're literally running down these rows of trees, Mm -hmm. looking into different holes, essentially in the canopy. And, uh, he started using binos like three years ago because before that, nobody around there really did. Right. And he's like, dude, we need to be able to like not get off get the trail we're on, but be able to see if there's birds using yep. this hole or not. And you can, you can essentially see, you're almost like seeing through it, you know, it all, you yeah. know, your depth of field changes, obviously you're magnifying what you're looking at, but you're, you know, and you can definitely 
to your point, yeah. even just from a scouting perspective, you're not going to have that impact of actually going in there and looking at it. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Very cool. good tip. Cool. That's what I got. Well, well, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on with us. We're super happy to have had the chance to come here and see everything that you guys have here and be a part of it. Um, and I think it gives people a chance to, to kind of learn more about what you guys stand for and who you guys are because yeah. it kind of brings a sense of personality to the product. Thanks again for having us, guys. Dude, this thank was, you this guys. This was so Dude. cool to come and look at the apparel, the warehouse, the range, just how you guys – like you guys both know so much about this company. It's crazy. We're just pumped to work with good people, man. Yep. That's that's what it uh, that's what it really boils down to when we can hang out in person, show you guys around. Yep. Um, we didn't talk a ton about optics today, which I think is great. Yeah, like there's a time and a place for that. We'd be happy to hop back on and, and do more gear stuff, do some gear videos, stuff well, like sure. that. But I think it's it's just cool to to hang out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, opportunities like this, having you guys down, hang out like real human beings. Right. Yeah, it's just good stuff. It was Sweet. a lot of fun, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh, we do have a vlog coming out for this as well, so make sure you check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Instagram as well, and we will see you guys soon.